I won't lie, before today I didn't even really know what CMS stood for. And it turns out there's a lot of options. And the answer is you got to pick what's right for you. Don't worry, we'll explain. Hello, I'm John Reynolds, owner of Serenity Digital. I am Chris Bauer. I am uh, hanging out and podcasting with John Reynolds at Serenity Digital. Today we talk CMS. John, what does CMS stand for? Content Management System. When it, uh, something that you that you would more commonly say is my website. <laughs> website. So it's the thing that you would log into on the back of a website to put things onto your website and organize them in completely yeah. simple terms, right? Absolutely, it's a great way to describe it. All right. So we've learned. You've known, but I've learned there is a lot of different ways that you can take what you have and make it into a website on there. And all of them have a lot of advantages and disadvantages. And there's a lot of opportunity for people to not only design on a DIY thing, but also like continually update and maintain themselves. And we thought we'd go through some of the options of what people can do and, and their inherent limitations and the advantages of doing it and all the things. Absolutely. And I think, I think, uh, more so like we've kind of grouped them into a couple different things, but the, the way to look at it is like, you said it perfect at the beginning. Like, what are you going to use and how are you going to update it and ease of use, right? Like that's what it'll come down to, I think. Well, let's start with the OG the way that <laughs> probably people did it for a long time. And that would be like an HTML file. And that would be something that you created in a program like Dreamweaver. I think you could export Word documents as HTML. Like you make an HTML document and then use an FTP program to put it up on your website and you direct it toward that. And that is your web page. It is a static document that lives on the Internet. Didn't you used to do that? Didn't you used I to did. build websites you know, like that? At iHeart, um, in, dude, this was generations of websites ago, but the, like the main landing page that you go for a radio station would be like a corporate template. But as you mm -hmm. would create pages in the back, like at the Fox, if we made like a hog fest was today page, mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't use a template. You would go into like Dreamweaver and then you would create the page. And then you would upload it, like FTB it to the thing. And, mm -hmm. I, and, and then the system would have something. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's there was generations of content of CMSs ago. But, yeah, like in the beginning, we were in there in – it was Dreamweaver creating pages and uploading them. And I think, you know, even though you and I and probably a lot of people think that, like, using a, a file loader and, and building and managing a website like that seems old – I think for the right kind of person that knows HTML and can, you know, fight within that system to create something that's really cool and unique, like that is certainly a way that you could manage your site. And it's, I don't recommend it to anybody because it seems like a lot. You have to spend a lot of time messing around with things. Well, and the capabilities are throttled a little bit to your skill level. Like mm -hmm. if you wanted to have like, a blog type of thing or article thing. You want to have constant updated articles. If you're doing them in HTML every time and uploading it and refreshing the whole site, that's, there are more efficient ways of doing that. You know, mm -hmm. like it's, it's tough, but to your, to your point, if somebody was like a great animation designer and their page was nothing but animations, maybe that's the way they have to do it is upload it as a doc. There are use cases for it, but like for your average Jane or Joe business owner, Unless your page is static or you like spending a lot of extra time updating it, like <laughs> HTML has its, that's its, that's its limitation, right? It's the technical gate 
it's kind of you have to learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. And then also it's it's cumbersome to up their faster ways and more efficient ways of updating websites now in 2023. Absolutely. And I think I think just to the common theme for anything that we talk about is it are you spending time on your business doing what you know and do best for your customers or you know whatever you build or do with your hands or are you in the back of your website doing HTML? I mean, <laughs> we have come across a lot more HTML sites where it has been extremely cumbersome for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing back there to update it. And so they're running on an older site and they don't even know how to access it or how to get things updated. And that's the bigger issue is like, we know how we can. Our recommendation for any website that we're going to be doing is to use different tools, right? Well, and that's part of the podcast because we've also met people that are writing HTML because they didn't know there was any different way of doing it. They yeah. thought that's the way you do it. So, like, that's the way it's ahref equals, you know, apostrophe, <laughs> quotation, silent. They, they thought that was the only way to do it, and that's not the case. There's lots right. of ways to do it, and all of them have advantage. But that is the most basic and organic way of doing it if you were into that. Still a lot um, of sites still using it too. Sure, yeah. sure. And you know what? And maybe if you were really interested or passionate about doing your own design work or doing that, you know, HTML is not a bad thing to learn so you understand how it's working. It's like working on your car. You understand what those hoses and all those things are under the hood. Makes it easier for you. To, so there's value to it, but it's not mm-hmm. certainly not the easiest way to have a passive way of, of managing your website. So since we're talking ease, Here's the second one. I bet you there's a lot more sites that are in this category. So people that use the designer of the website CMS that, that, that came with their domain. And I think mm-hmm. all of them have it. Like if you register a GoDaddy domain name, you buy, you know, Chris is cool and John is also cool.com. We should buy that now that we mentioned it. Um, <laughs> GoDaddy will tell you like, Hey, do you want to use our designer and make this website right now? And, and they've got, they've got a designer that's there. And they and they they promote it. They they want you to use it. They'll give it to you for free initially right out of the gate. They're like, use our builder to build on the fresh domain you just purchased. And a lot of times, whether it's a GoDaddy, whether it's a Wix, whether it's a whatever, like you log in and it ties directly to your domain. And so again, it's back to ease of use. Use that builder if you know and sort of trust that it's going to look the way that you want. But also know that is kind of a throttled tool. Like it, it, there's not very much in the way of customization that you kind of get with those builders because they try to make it as easy as possible to just build the site. And so it's like drag and drop building, and then you're kind of stuck within the templates that they kind of have within there with some little bits of customization. Well, and they don't. I mean, I could be wrong, so I'm just going to throw this out there and if I'm wrong, hammer it. But uh, you know, they don't want a sandbox. They want a sandbox, but they only want their toys in the sandbox. Right. So if you wanted to put other things into the website that maybe isn't offered by the company, it's going to be more of a process if you have, like, the, the builder that came with the website. Like, you're going to be you're going to be limited only to, like, what they want you to have, which is could be possibly more than enough. But, like, yeah. that's going to be your option set. Absolutely. And a lot of times, you know, the back to customization, there are things that people have built or, you know, integrations that you may be using across other parts of your business that could go into your website if you had sort of this free, you know, 
free domain to just plug in anything. And a lot of times these builders are very, very, they're structured a certain way. And then any kind of plugins that they have are something that they either have a contract with or that they are managing themselves. And so sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't allow you to kind of go outside that box. You're totally right. Well, and I, I just talked to somebody yesterday that had a site that was built by one of these and it looked cool, but I was like, can it do this? Like I was looking, I put my SEO hat guy on mm-hmm. and I'm like, it would be great if this could do this. Mm-hmm. And the business, you know, he was like, I don't know, man. I don't think so. Like mm-hmm. it became like an end point and maybe it's possible, but I think you'll hit a ceiling on that. If you really want to get crazy and start doing advanced SEO things, advanced design things that with some of these builders, there may be a technology ceiling where like you could only do so much and then that's, you kind of got think- what you got. You know? I think another another thing that kind of plugs into the same, right? Like we're we're talking GoDaddy and Wix and and sort of the builders that come with your domain, but in the same line is like if you are in an, in an industry and you bought a website from sort of an industry leader of this website design thing that's ease of use template, and sure. it's like, and, and I'm thinking like realtors right out of the gate, like realtors have lots of different places that they'll buy a website from and then the builder is there so you can kind of customize the little sections and whatever but you get what the template is and so there's no deviating from that plan so no plugins no additional things to kind of customize past a certain point and especially if you don't if you're not able to even code into it sometimes that's that's taken away from you so you're not even able to like add extra tools from like Google or Bing to kind of watch analytics or do anything so it becomes really kind of cumbersome in the end because the tool is just tied to like your you know your client management system or like where you're kind of pushing leads or the the you know the daily tool that you use for everything else your website's just kind of tacked on there it's not a specialty, and so then you're kind of locked into whatever it is that's templated out. You know, on that on that topic, and real estate is a perfect example of this. Also, you're not the only one using that template. Mm-hmm. Like, if you and I decided to pick out 30 realtors at random, half of them would have a website that would be remarkably similar. And mm-hmm. part of it is because it has the tools up there that people want. Like, you want to look up a listing or whatever it is, you know? But mm-hmm. all of them are going to look the same. And if I'm a consumer looking for a realtor that's jumping out to me, or if I'm a realtor wanting to jump out in front of a consumer, do you want your website to look like everybody else's? Like, I think the answer is no. It, but, you know, there, you weigh it. It's ease of use. It's got all the real estate tools plugged into it that you want. It's pretty easy for you to update yourself. The downside is you're kind of limited on how it's going to update, and also it's going to look like a lot of other real estate websites, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even one step further, I'm curious about it from an SEO standpoint. Tools that people use. You know, whether it's real estate or anything else, banking is a great example. Like people look up like mortgage rate calculators or something like that. Right. Or, you know, what do I owe for my car loan or or whatever? But if it's a tool that is associated with a website template that many, many, many people use. Think about it from the customer journey point and from Google and the SEO point It's like this is a tool that's across hundreds of thousands of websites There's no difference between any of them. Which one is Google going to pick? It's going to pick the one that is like custom coded that answers questions that has extra content behind it that you're not able to fix or manage because it's not your site. So it's like, it's like, where are you ranking with these tools that are exciting for somebody? 
are they pulling new people that are completely cold your way, or is it just a tool for you to use for your clients when they're out and about looking at something? Like, you got to think about that. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, to your point, like it makes it harder because we have we have people we work with that have templated websites and they do mm-hmm. great content and have great SEO. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're we're limited for whatever reason to that box so that we're lucky that those people are good at writing content and making compelling things because they're. But it, again, it's a case of overtaking it. I am becoming better than my own builder than my template than my tools because i'm doing all this and the Mm -hmm. question is like where does that effort reward thing lay do you like is that something you're passionate about you know who knows maybe the tool is all you need and you just build cool things on top of it but you're right with those industry specifics i was going to take it a step further and saying sometimes you deal with people that only deal with a certain industry and they build websites because it works for your industry but then, you know, you look like every other website in that industry, man. I've mm-hmm. seen in dentists. I saw some dental place selling you a dentist website because it helps conversions and gets cavities filled. But now all these dentists look the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, and I don't know what everybody's journey is like. I'm like, dude, I don't think I love that. You know, I want to see something. I want to see a tooth with a happy face on it, logo with a tooth that dances. Who knows? You know, like, yeah. I, I guess it just depends, like, again with the HTML document, with the website builder, and now these industry-specific tools, you know, you're beholden and limited by what they give you. And I think yes. that's the key. They're going to give you this, and that's what you you will play in this box that they have drawn for you. And that's going to be the downfall of it. Um, very similar, actually. Kind of like a natural step in this are these commerce sites, because a lot of these have builders attached to them, um, you know, Shopify, Squarespace, even mm-hmm. Etsy you put in there, like yeah. you can build your own presence, but it has the same limitations as the other categories, correct? Absolutely. And their focus is just slightly different, right? Their focus is how do we use this tool to charge maybe in person, but also on the website. So it's all kind of, and, and the idea is pretty sound, right? Like if you have a Squarespace, let's say, and your, your POS system at your storefront, it, like takes credit cards and you're happy with your merchant guy and everything is going, going smooth there. And you just want a website that also can take payments that goes straight through your POS because that's what it is. Like that integration seems seamless. Yeah. But again, you fall into the same category as the one that's previous, which is you are beholden to the builder that they have built. And yeah. Squarespace is a merchant company, man. Like, you know, they're focused very hard on here, get your products loaded, make sure the products look good. You know, what integrations are that that can go across maybe Google? So there's, you know, a benefit there. But then the build itself is very sort of limited to you being in there, which sometimes is good if you don't have experience building websites and need a strong tool. That could be a really good place for you to DIY it. Well, and there's, dude, there's positives to that too. Like, I, you know, if you wanted to build like a web presence from scratch that would allow you to take payments in person on your phone, also on the website and keep track of inventory, it's a big, that's a big bucket to fill right there. And if one of these websites comes through and says, Hey, we can all, we can do that. One mm-hmm. button. You can yeah. do it. 
the the disadvantage of course is like you're limited in the tool but also you know and i think this kind of falls into the cms conversation with particularly those commerce things if you want it to be more powerful you end up paying more money on like a monthly basis like it can mm-hmm. do all these crazy things but if you want to do even crazier things it's going to be a dollar a month or it's going to be five dollars it's going to be a hundred dollars i mean you've and experienced it that firsthand yeah it scales very quickly like they and they get they all get you the same way they're like oh it's only thirty dollars a month to have a website that integrates with your pos you're like whoa that's awesome i could totally do that and then you 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 plug it in if you're like me you plug it in right away you're like okay well 30 bucks that's nothing we'll just sell something right but then oh you want to ship it oh you want to integrate with your ups tracking number oh you want your inventory to kind of go across everything oh you want you want you want you want you want and this is we're stepping into now the world of sort of website building the things that you want to do if you want to have some sort of a customization to it, then you have to be cautious of and very sort of aware of all the different plugins that you'll need to actually do business because every plugin has a cost and it starts off usually like that. It's $30 a month or $30 a year or whatever, whatever, whatever. By the end, after you've done all of those things, man, your, your, your check that you're writing every single month just for your website is closer to 1500 a month or two, two grand a month just for your website and the integrations that you need to make that $30 sale online. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's cool because the tools, uh, I mean, we hope that if you're going through a site like that, you know, they're all tested to work and it, it's, it should be like you push, push a button and then this complicated thing happens, mm-hmm. you know, but also if it doesn't work exactly the way you want, if it doesn't, then you're limited in, in your choices on that. You know, let's say it doesn't work with your inventory quite like you wanted it to. Now everything's built on this one website and you're sort of out of luck, like all your options because you have one because you want the company. So there are good and bad on that. And that kind of leads us, you know, and I have been, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, John, I'm hoping you can pull it out and I hope I'm not putting the spot, but I was trying to come up, we hit our final category and that's like the wide open internet. Mm-hmm. And our choice of builders, WordPress, I wanted to come up with another CMS like WordPress that's open and I, I was struggling because that's the Joom- one. Joomla. Joomla you, is another one. Is there, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different, there's actually quite a few that are at this stage where it's, they kind of take the limits off, the reins off, and then you have access to a lot of customization, a lot of additional add-ins. And there's a lot of companies that are actually their whole job is to figure out what an issue is that could be solved easily with a plugin and then load it into load it into WordPress and maybe make money off of that. That that's where the sort of widget conversation comes in with the with the world of websites is there's a lot of customization that comes with WordPress and comes with Joomla. And sometimes like the benefit of each is you know, how much are you initially invested in for whatever it is and where are you hosting it? But past that point, then you have sort of the world is at your fingertips. If you want something to happen, it just is, it is the, is basically the strength of your web builder, the person who's going back and either doing custom code or making something for your site or going off of a template or whatever and then just trying to make it as best as you can. These are the blank slates then. So as yeah. we talked like the first and second one, like the one, the builders that may come with URL, it's kind of a closed little ecosystem. This is the other side of the, the, the coin where it's a complete open 
blank slate. Like you mm-hmm. do what you want. So when it comes to that for an average business owner, there is compared to some of these closed builders or these, these easy drag and drop things, there is a level of complexity where it steps up a little bit though. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like at every stage you can have kind of a lot. You can have a lot happen, right? Like mm. just we started off with HTML. If you know how to HTML, then really that's another one where it's kind of open and just beholden to you knowing the code. But like any of the builders that are kind of constrained, there are little things that you can kind of manage and, and kind of implement and change. But you are you're told to draw within sort of the, the box, you know, color within the line, so to speak. Whereas WordPress and Joomla is like, same as HTML. If you know what you want, the end result, you can build it. And, and that's what's really, that's, it's a tool that we like because of that. There's other reasons too, because we focus on SEO. Google crawls WordPress websites extremely efficiently. And so that's one of the reasons why we kind of quote unquote say Google likes WordPress is because the bots will go through and they'll pull the right information out pretty quickly. And so you can, you can manage your SEO a little bit more efficiently on a WordPress if you know what you're doing. Mm. Also, you know, the accessibility on the WordPress, you can have it built. There are templates out there that you can use and maybe you change a color, but like updating it is not an impossible mission. I don't think it's mm-hmm. an impossible mission, maybe except for the HTML for some people, but yeah. updating any of these with content is not an impossible mission. I think, you know, to bring it all the way back down, which you had, had strikingly put it in the beginning, like the most important choice out of all these you know, is not only like, is the tool going to get done what I want to get done, but like, are you going to be able to use the tool? Like, can mm-hmm. you get in there and play with the tool? Like, are you going to use it? Or do you open it and you're like, I don't know what this is. I hate it. I don't want to use this. That's or, a huge question. What, yeah. Or one step further, is it important to you to, yeah. to, to be able to go in and understand what does what and how to manipulate the information? Or is it just important to you to have what you want and to have a team kind of manage that? And do they know what tools are out there? Right. Well, and that, yeah, that starts, you know, I think that's an interesting segue to the last part because like with, like with us, like we do web design and SEO. It's the bread and butter. It's the foundation of what we do. And mm-hmm. we like using WordPress because it gives like John and the design team, like the, the, the tools to build exactly what the customer envisions, the client envisions and what we envision will be successful and, you know, easy for everyone to update and do the job we want it to do, which is mm-hmm. why we would use like a WordPress, you know, and you can do that. On your level, or you have someone like us build a website and then you're able to update, like, let's say you put a blog on it or articles on it. You have the capability of doing it yourself. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that we like doing it because we can do things. If we have a client who just has a website with their hours and a blog and it's on WordPress and it's great and they love us and we're all happy. And if in six months they're like, Hey, John, I wish we could have this plugged in and built into the website. That'd be really neat. If you're on WordPress, that conversation's a lot easier than it might be with some of those other tools, you know, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like it, might, it might be a more successful way of doing it. Like you have infinite, you know, the sky's the limit on that one with what you're going to plug in and what you're going to do with it, which is why I think we prefer that type of thing. Absolutely. And, and it's just a tool that we know, we know how to use extremely well, right? Like there are firms that know HTML and they're going to custom code a site every single time they go. But when you get handed the keys for that thing, Man, you're going to have a lot of trouble managing that if you don't know HTML or how to load files up on onto the server that it's living on, you know? Sure. Um I think I think the other the last the last last little thing is 
what I love about websites is that it's so dynamic and crazy that you can kind of plug multiple things into each other. So say you have a website that is built on some template that you're sort of beholden to use because that's where your client, you know, management system is, is, and that's where you handle leads. Well, if you are committed enough to having a blog built on a WordPress, we can plug that in. It can be a subdomain. And so we can kind of do some crazy stuff with subdomains and tying websites together so that you have a little bit of the best of both worlds if you need even. Yeah. Like that's the fun bit about all of this is you're not locked into anything. And I like thinking about websites as living, breathing things. Like as long as you have somebody back there refreshing information, updating the plugins and, and managing the web, you know, the WordPress or just whatever site it is on a regular basis, you're signaling, you're shooting up flares for Google to say, Hey, come crawl my site one more time because we've done updates. And that's what, that's what leads into SEO and content and, and all the fun that we have over there. Yeah. Well, and, you know, let me leave that into if you want to talk about capabilities of website, whether it's like you need something designed or you have something you're not sure you can do with. Like, we love conversations like that. That's a great starter conversation of whatever you're going to do. And we know, like, look, this is recent from when I started on the Web. It's dating me. I feel old now. But, you know, people have been spoiled by social media updaters. I wanted to add this in there. I thought of this. <laughs> like, when you create a post on, like, Facebook. They make it really easy. I want to add a video. I want to add a link. I want to add a thing, graphic, and a move, and a GIF, and it's going to do this. And it's a couple strokes. The website designers, can they're, they're only like a, a tiny bit more involved than that. You know, the learning curve is only a little bit. The, the, the social media companies have done a really good job of making sure that that is not a pain point for people. They want to make it easy for you to get your stuff on their site and then be done with it. Um, the cool thing about having a website is that, you know, you can do that, and then you can do it on your own. And then there's content on your website and not on Zuckerberg's website or Musk's website or whatever you're doing. Um, you're already doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I think when we say content creation, that's the point. When we say you're going to create content for your website, people get weird, and they're like, I don't know, that sounds like a lot. And, yes, it can be a lot. We do, you know, keywords-based uh, constructed content that's SEO compliant and will drive organic traffic to your website. But also, like, if you're making Facebook posts or LinkedIn posts, you're creating content. That is also content. And if mm-hmm. you can do it there, you can do it on your website. Absolutely. You know, I think about that too, because I think we do craft really good content about things that has specific purpose. And we want this content to help this website rank for this thing and this really important thing. But also you writing a little thing on LinkedIn about how great this success was in your business, that is also creating content. And that also has a place in the ecosystem. So whatever builder you're doing, to John's point in the beginning, pick the one that you're going to use and then create your content and figure mm-hmm. out how to do it right. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are active on social, like you said, it's just one step further to just learn how you can put that on your website, which is somewhat evergreen, which is awesome. Yeah, build your own traffic, dog. That's what it's uh, about, right? Absolutely. Um, if you are interested, do this can apply to all sorts of people. If you're interested in creating content for your site, if you are in a builder that you can't figure out. If you aspire to have a different website in a different place, uh, we really like talking about all that stuff. And uh, we have experience in all of these builders. Actually, all of the things we've talked about, we uh, you know, have some level of experience in managing and publishing and being successful in that. And we would love to talk to you. Our uh, contact information is up at digitalbyserenity.com. There's a form fill. There are email addresses. John's cell phone number is up there. And he loves... <laughs> 
loves getting phone calls from people. It, it's a great thing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, we, we implore you, man, like, like learn and learn what you are capable of. We want to help empower you to, uh, tell your business a story. That is the Serenity Digital Podcast, a uh, piece of my marketing explained. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.